Welcome back to the Not Your Average podcast where you are empowered to be your best from the inside out. So today's episode is about the foundations of happiness and I guess you could pick and choose parts of previous episodes and previous seasons that can sort of amalgamate to this but happiness is this thing that everyone is either pursuing or hoping for or trying to look for in all the different places and people and I think that with so much of what's happened in the last couple of years people have really taken time or at least I hope so to look at what is important to them in their life and also what is truly the meaning of happiness in terms of the most important things in life so I think it's important that we look at the foundations because yes look I'm not gonna lie shoes make me happy and lovely manicure makes me happy in fact check out my latest post on at the style symphony on instagram where I chat all about my latest manicure but (laughs) if you want to sort of even present well and show up well in the world and you know have this energy about you it's always about working on the internal which is why I love doing both and helping you look great and feel great from a physical point of view and giving you tips and all that kind of stuff but also offering tips about how you can make sure that you're inside in terms of your mindset and your attitude and your energy matches your outside and that's what leveling up is about is I really believe that both can grow concurrently as you grow as a person, as you evolve, and as you learn what's really important to you. So what are the foundations of happiness? So there may be many things to you that you can add to this list that really form the foundation of what makes you happy. But these are the key things that I've observed as as ever, not only in my own life, but in other people's life, but also just in general, in light of how often and how drastically life can change. So number one is know your purpose and pursue it. So this isn't about knowing every single step along the way because no one does, no one can predict things, no one can be able to sort of see the detours or the obstacles or the spanner in the works that life can just throw generally. So this is not about beating yourself up about knowing every single thing, but it's about knowing what you are here to do essentially and these are the big people say the big existential questions but really what you do every day is actually an indicator of what's important to you what's your overall mission and if you don't have an overall mission you'll either be pulled every which way to do whatever everyone else wants or you'll feel unfulfilled you'll feel unsatisfied in a way that either sort of superficial things in terms of you know you can have a meal but you still need another meal you know it can be great or you can have a relationship but then there uh, no one human being can meet all your needs so we have I believe a built-in need to find our purpose which is why we tend to phrase it as finding happiness and so when you're pursuing your purpose It's also the process and who you become in that that will help you cultivate that sense of fulfillment because you know, okay, I have a goal and when I meet this goal, there'll be another goal. So it's actually not necessarily about the goal itself. It's also about the process 
and who you're becoming and and the fact that you have created a compelling vision for your life that also has a positive impact on others when you have a compelling vision for your life you really won't have time for nonsense because you'll be so sort of moved to be able to um navigate things and put things in motion and cultivate and take care and steward whatever you've already got that you will have sort of a focus that won't feel burdensome a focus that won't lead to the necessarily burnout because you will know exactly what's sort of important to you so i would encourage you to know your purpose and pursue it take one small step you know we all the the time will pass anyway and you don't want to get to the end of your life and think oh dear i wish i did this and i wish i did that you have the energy the opportunity and actually what pursuing your purpose does speaking of opportunities is that it opens your eyes up to the fact that you have more choice in your life than you may believe you may be have lots of responsibilities but actually there's ways that you can prioritize and shift things and change things but again that requires you to take action and to actually pursue your purpose so you can know your purpose by trying out different things different industries if need be um you know shadow different people who work in 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 various positions and see whether that's what you actually enjoy and whether you feel that your gifts and talents add value in that area and i can promise you that you will feel fulfilled when you're doing something that brings you a sense of um that you're actually utilizing what not only what you're good at but where there's also a need and that brings me on to my second point and i would say this is probably the most important of all these points which is divorce outcome from your worth so stop attaching the outcome of a job interview of a relationship of a friendship of a volunteer opportunity of you know even applications that you may make for your business for example fundraising stop attaching outcome to your sense of self-worth this is crucial in all areas of life because we live in a world that kind of sends the messaging that you know for example your network is your net worth yes people who you know can help you because relationships are really important but you, just, you don't just want any relationships you don't just want any connections just for the sake of networking and to have a you know a large phone book like what you want is the right ones so in divorcing outcome from worth you are bringing yourself back to the awareness that the only thing that you can control is you and your perception and your reactions or responses should i say to situations no one can take away something that you don't give them the permission to take away now this isn't something that you may do consciously something that we all do um sort of unconsciously until we become aware of it so again we're all in a learning process and this again takes time to unlearn because everything from 
media from even books from instagram from everything as great as those mediums are and i think they're fantastic it's also how we use them most things are neutral it's how we as people use them and so when you divorce outcome from uh worth you're not thinking oh i I posted this and it's not getting enough likes or i did this and it's not getting the response I wanted. Or maybe you are an artist, maybe you put out a piece of work and you're like, well, this isn't reaching the people I wanted. The outcome has no bearing on your sense of worth and your sense of who you are. It is merely a result of, it could be algorithms, it could be um, that person, whether they've eaten that day, maybe they're angry because they haven't had food maybe they have a different perception of what they deem to be valuable which is very very subjective and in a world of eight billion people what a shame it would be to allow one person or a handful of people to determine that for you and so when you divorce outcome from worth that also means that you are less risk averse now when i say risk i mean sensible calculated thought through you know risks not like you know standing on the train track kind of risk so you can apply that to business you know your friendships thing you know your love life things like that but you're going to be less risk averse and you're going to be less sort of overthinking and over worrying about things because you understand that no matter what happens you will be okay now remember watching an interview where Oprah Winfrey was being interviewed sort of just before the start of her show the Oprah Winfrey show was due to air So I think by that time she'd recorded a few episodes and, you know, she was doing the media rounds of interviews to promote it. And this particular sort of reporter asked her, what will happen basically if the show bombs, if it doesn't do well, if, you know, if things don't quite go the way you want it? And she said, you know what, I'm here, I've got my own show. Uh, along these lines I'm paraphrasing but she says no matter what she said no matter what happened and you have to remember that Oprah's in her 60s now and she wasn't in her 60s then so this was the early 80s but I was struck by her maturity and she said no matter what happens I know that I'll be okay now that doesn't mean that she had no crystal ball in her hand she had no idea to know that she would turn out to be a billionaire you know I'm sure that wasn't even in her mind but she used the cards that were dealt with her. You have to remember that before that, she was demoted from her job, as in they couldn't afford to fire her, so they demoted her as a reporter, as a news anchor. And they were moving her to a new division, which ended up being in Chicago, where the Winfrey show was, was created, um, as a way to sort of you know, use out the rest of the contract, as I understand it. And so even I would say that that attitude came from knowing that she'd already weathered difficulties. So she knew that and she was still here. So she probably thought, okay, I've been able to weather that. I'll be able to weather anything, especially if you're having an amazing opportunity. Why would I dwell on a negative? Why not just take advantage and take full hog of the opportunity and do my best? And I love that attitude of I'm going to do my best. But even if it doesn't work, I'll be okay because I know that I've done my best. And that is what, you know, the foundation of happiness is. Knowing that you have that integrity with yourself, to know that you put your best foot forward. Not so other people can be impressed with you at all. 
it's just more about knowing that you did the best that you could with the knowledge that you had with the capability that you had with the awareness that you had and so therefore you can rest easy at night when you go to bed because you know that it will be okay regardless of the outcome the outcome is something that is way outside of your control i'm sure that there are many things that we all wanted to do to to just over two years ago but then those plans or those things were changed and things just became completely different so when you divorce outcome from work you're not you're giving your internal world the true seat on the pedestal of your life that it deserves you're taking other people and circumstances off the pedestal and you're understanding that you're you're also helping your emotional and psychological health because circumstances and people and relationships and even where you live changes so if you're always going to be attached to everything or attached to a particular thing then you're going to have a hard time regulating yourself in terms of self-regulation emotionally and also spotting new opportunities because you will have dug your heels into this particular outcome so it's also knowing when you can appreciate something but when a chapter has closed and when you sort of need to even move on even if it's a great outcome even if it's a, even if it's a fantastic outcome it's always good to understand that what you can do is do your best and i always say leave god the rest this leads me on to my next one about one of the foundations of happiness which is no comparison and i did talk about um dealing with relational aggression so i really encourage you to go and listen to that episode because that was also an episode where i stepped out of my comfort zone and i sort of talked about things that i would probably steer away from (laughs) and i'm sure it lost me one or two ig followers but nonetheless um the premise was to allow you to operate and or to give you an insight into how you can operate in this world with grace and class and a sense of smarts um that don't require you to step out of your character to sort of be assertive or to make a point but to also mean that you're not naive on facing certain social situations because the reality is you have to interact work with socialize do all sorts of things with people and so with no comparison what i'm talking about that is even in the bible and whatever your beliefs are obviously i very much respect that and this can be applied to your life regardless of whatever your faith is but in the bible it says comparison is a thief of joy i paraphrase that and i really do believe that when you compare yourself you're not seeing the entirety of that person's life novel for example you're probably seeing the shiny front cover you know the filtered cropped you know the, the things that they want you to see but you're not seeing the background you're not seeing the you know the the bloopers as we say of life you're not seeing the things that they probably aren't hiding the days where they when they're not feeling great or the times when their relationships are strained or the time when work is a little bit mm, iffy so the grass is not always greener it just looks different you know sometimes the grass is turf and it's not real so comparing yourself not only redirects mental energy that you could better use to pursue your purpose but it also means that you're putting other people on the pedestal and you're no better or no worse certainly no worse than anybody else and so when you put other people on a pedestal 
you maybe put something on a pedestal that then turns out to not have any foundations even in it at all. So we've seen quite a lot lately, a lot of even Netflix documentaries on scammers and things like that. And so that could be one example where you think something is one thing, but then it turns out to be another because you later realize, oh, actually, I just saw that person get scammed on this documentary. That's an extreme example, but nonetheless, it's to tell you that you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. You don't know what's going on in someone's life. You don't know how hard they may have worked or how much they, they may have sacrificed to get to where they are or the magnitude of decisions they now have to make if they are succeeding at a different level so again no comparison because then you waste your time and you don't realize what's for you and you don't realize what other opportunities open in front of you you don't pay attention to your own life you don't see the blessings that you have you it ebbs away and it chips away at your sense of gratitude when you are comparing yourself because then you're saying well I wish I had somebody else's life so, well there's eight billion possibilities you can't possibly have eight billion sort of different life experiences but you have the privilege of having your own and so see it as a privilege see it as something that is every day that you wake up and you may not know what the day holds but I always say if you know your purpose then you can set your intention set your intention for that day you can understand that no matter what happens you can divorce outcome from worth you can say actually I'll be okay but I'm so grateful for this day and I'm so grateful that I get to be me when you start with that even if everything's not perfect and (laughs) I dare say and no one would probably say everything's perfect all at the same time even if say things are not perfect or even if they are great continue to cultivate an energy in your life that is one where there is zero room for comparison you are so unique and when you become aware of that and remind yourself of that then you won't be distracted by the noise of everything else. That also leads me on to my next point of surround yourself with people whose eyes light up when they see you coming. I've mentioned earlier in this episode that you will have to basically interact with people. So why not cultivate the best relationships? And the best doesn't mean that the best by necessarily the world standards because you can have a shiny sort of thing object person but then the values and the morals may not be there so what I mean by surround yourself with people whose eyes light up when they see you coming is I I heard this on an Instagram video which is doing the rounds again and it's a motivational video from I can't remember the gentleman's acceptance speech but he also made a point about you know taking things one step at a time and also you know not being afraid to be a student which is something that I also absolutely love as tips so maybe that's also something that you can apply in your life but this one is really about you know life is can be complicated enough and you also have the power to make it easy if you want to by surrounding yourself with people who don't see you as a burden who don't see you as someone that they have to contact or someone that they have to spend time with maybe because of the time that you've known each other or people who have to do this no you want to see you want to be surrounded with people whose energy when they see you is 
so immaculate in the sense that they have joy when they see you because that rubs off on you you don't want to surround yourself with people who make you feel less than who make you doubt yourself who are busy giving you the side eye because they don't like the fact that you're doing better or who are just so insecure they just can't even be able to interact with you on a level to just be able to exchange ideas to you know encourage one another what you want to do is surround yourself with people who don't impact you negatively and so when you do this you actually also help yourself it's actually a preventative measure because you're avoiding unnecessary emotional and psychological labor uh, and damage I say which leads to limiting beliefs in relation to your friendships or relationships so when you start off by saying this is the standard um, of person that I want in my life as either friends or even as a romantic partner this is the standard that I also apply to myself because I really don't believe in asking for things that you don't have like especially if they are the intangible values and mindsets because I really believe that's something that everyone can work on but when you do surround yourself with people who when you do have that standard sorry that this is what I want in my life then you are going to set yourself up to have a warm supportive ambitious and forward-thinking environment that will help you grow in every stage of your life there's a reason why people who are successful attend masterminds because they want to surround themselves with people who either are at their level or have even gone further because they know they can learn from those people. They know that what those people exude in terms of their thinking is something that they can learn from. It will impact them positively. That, you know, there's that saying that birds of a feather flock together. Yes. So if you are not liking the feathers that you're a part of, then examine yourself first and foremost. Ask yourself, where is where I can grow? But also say, hey, actually, maybe I'm not growing because I'm not putting myself in the right environment. Maybe I'm not cultivating relation environments because I feel a false sense of loyalty, you know, maybe to relationships that aren't the best for you. Or maybe you're um, not growing because you feel that if you grow too much, then you, you feel guilty for you know doing different things but actually if you're cultivating the right relationships your success will be seen as a great thing and even an indicator that their success is also coming too so there'll be no sense of like competition comparison or the sort of energy wasting um, mindsets so I really would encourage you because this is such a an important issue and one that will have a huge, huge impact in how you think, uh, what action that you take, whether you'll even pursue your goals and dreams or not. No matter how small they may seem or no matter how big, you want to surround yourself with people who are energizers and not detractors and make sure that you're one as well. And my last point is know your values. I always say this in most of my podcasts because I really feel it's actually important and 
it's important to always reevaluate every so often, I would say every quarter, because your values are the things that help you feel confident, assured, have a sense of self-respect because you know what you stand for, so you won't fall for every thing that you hear or that you experience. And it will give you a sense of assuredness because you know that this is how I choose to navigate in life. These are my values. This is what's important to me. And you won't have a scarcity mentality because it within your values you understand, well, if that's not for me, that's okay because it doesn't align with my values. And if it doesn't align with my values, there'll be something else or someone else or there's another situation that will. So knowing your values is crucial to helping you have a healthy sense of self but also building that happiness that is not built on circumstance a happiness that is built on knowing that you know who you are a happiness that's built on you being solid about what you stand for and what you you know don't prefer so I hope that helped you to sort of have a think about the things that or prompted you to think about the things that make you happy or how you define happiness within your own life and to take some time this week, um, as we approach the end of April and go into May, this year's flying by, and really write down what are the things that are important to you that really truly make you happy. What are the things that you've noticed, maybe perhaps in the last two years, where you've made decisions and you think, oh, that actually made me happy. You may not have realized at the time, because sometimes also happiness can be interpreted as peace. Sometimes when you have peace in situations where you make changes that bring you peace, that's also happiness. That's a sense of contentment. It doesn't have to be extreme all the time. And so learning how to appreciate and recognize these things will also rewire your brain so you're able to notice what is it that helps me be happy and something that I don't have to outsource. I don't have to rely on other people, other things to make me happy. What are the when you develop that sense of self-awareness, you'll never go wrong. So as ever, share with those in your world who you think need some reminding, encouragement, empowerment, just sort of a nudge in the direction of thinking about what makes you happy. Again, I hope you also have a a joy-filled and peaceful week. Uh, Don't forget to to follow on social media at the Style Symphony on Instagram and thank you as ever for listening and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye!